Welcome everyone, I'm Laura DeFranco, the CEO of Brave Healer Productions, where we have a mission to wake the world up to what's possible, one brave word at a time. And here today to help me with that mission are some of the amazing authors of a new book we have coming out called The Ultimate Guide to Creating Your Soul-Aligned Business, 25 Practical Strategies from the Experts. And before I introduce these amazing ladies to you today, I just want to say a really big thank you to Camille Miller, our lead author of this amazing project, and Brave Healer Productions, really our first business book, right? Something focused on business. And I was so jazzed when she came to me and we talked about doing this book. Holistic health and wellness is our niche, but holistic business and wellness in business and the combination of the two is honestly what I am all about. So this topic excites me and this book is amazing. So um, welcome ladies. What's happening this morning? How you doing? You guys are all good. Good. <laughs> good, thanks. Good, good, good. All good. right. Now I'm just seeing if you're awake, okay? You had your coffee already. All right. So with me, I have Kiki Magnuson. She's an online nutritionist with her company called Living Well with Kiki, where she works one-on-one -on -one with people to help them find their best nutrition practices, along with eating for their optimal body type. Lisa Gibbs helps people learn to become financially secure through conversation and action steps regarding mindset and behavior around money. I have Michelle Clifton with me. She's a master sound healer who plays Tibetan singing bowls, bringing instant calm to participants. And Sarah Finns is an expert financial and certified health coach who blends her accounting background and entrepreneurial expertise experience, easy for me to say, right? The double E, to help other solopreneurs manage and master their business finances with ease. Ooh, I cannot wait for you guys to share your wisdom and share about these amazing chapters you wrote. Kiki, you are going to start this party off. Tell us about your awesome chapter. Thank you. And thank you so much for having us here today. Um, so I wrote chapter 24, which is feel from within. Um, and I'm pretty much this chapter was about, um, I started off with my story on how my journey began as a nutritionist and how um, I come from a very traditional family where you go to college, you get a job and you have your career and then you get married. And so um, not doing it that way and actually owning my own business was something out of the ordinary for my family. Um, they always came back to tell me, hey, when are you going to get that nine to five? So I tied that in with, it's a lot like um, going on a journey with weight loss. Not everyone's going to understand it very well. Not everyone is going to um, maybe be on board with what you want to do when it comes to your journey on your health. Um, but being able to um, really see the giant picture and then also understand that like, I need to take care of my body through this process is what I end up talking in my strategy around that. If um, you are busy, um, if you have big dreams and big aspirations that you wanna accomplish, you gotta take care of your body first. Um, so that's what it's about. So you mentioned something that I, I really resonate with and that it's about your inner circle sort of getting or not getting what you're doing, especially as an entrepreneur, especially if you're like first one in the family. 
Can you talk about a little bit more about how you navigated that and how that went down for you? Um, yes. So um, the way I um, went through this process essentially was um, I leaned on people that I knew and can trust. Um, for example, my uncle was an accountant. So he helped me with all my books and all of that getting started and helped launch my business. Um, and then, um, as, as far as guidance, I started listening more on podcasts. I started reading other books to really kind of get my foot in the door and understand what it was that helped, that would help me get successful. Um, and then I just got into bigger rooms. So mastermind groups, networking groups, and those are what really kind of elevated the process for me. What, were your family supportive or were they questioning your ability? I would say questioning definitely first, um, because like anything else, you don't, I don't become a millionaire tomorrow, you know? <laughs> so I was broke, didn't have a lot of money. Um, and they were just waiting for me to eventually like burn the candles at both ends and be like, okay, told you so kind of, uh, and eventually find like a job that they're like, see, I told you, you needed to do blah, blah, blah. But, um, the fact that I'm still here and still doing it, um, they're now, I think coming around and, um, I think it took, I, cause I'm in business now in four years. So it's been, uh, I think it's been this year actually that they've actually been the most supportive. Yeah. Congrats on that. Again, I resonate um, deeply. I think they have to see it to believe it. Meanwhile, you have to have a mindset a consistent mindset of not giving up in the face of their doubt, right? Anything else you want to say about that? Yeah. And um, I mean, everybody has their own journey as far as your upbringing and then what you try, you try to do as your career and your professional life. Um, being patient with those that don't understand is a good way to start. That's what I did. Um, I never resented them. I never not loved them. I just knew that I was speaking a language they didn't understand yeah. and that was okay. And that happens with a lot of us in our, and where we're going through in life. And even with like what I talked about with my clients, like as long as we eventually, those that you really still love um, come around, we'll work with them. If you have to eliminate certain people in your life because they are toxic, they are pulling you down. I have those no sayers, right? I, we all have those people that may will never understand what we're doing. And those are okay. It's just, you know, it's another language. We'll just move on and maybe not bring up that subject. Uh, so at the end of the day, you kind of have to surround yourselves with those people that are going to uplift you. And then who know if you have a big aspiration, get in that door with those people that have done it and where you want to be. That's brilliant awareness. And I'm really glad we started this interview with this particular topic because I think every business owner, they had to start from somewhere and they had to start with a, um, a version of this, some version of what we're talking about. So Kiki, thank you for that. Absolutely. So Lisa, you are next up. Tell us about your amazing chapter. Hi, um, thank you. And I'm happy to be with everybody this morning and talk about this amazing project that we chose to be part of or were led to be part of. Um, I am Lisa Gibbs. Um, my chapter is chapter lucky 13, um, value, honor, respect, change your money habits by changing yourself. Um, so let's see, I think I'll start with one of those lightning times. Um, 
I'm 50 years old. I have four different jobs. I'm writing a dissertation um, and I'm getting a divorce and buying a house. <laughs> Let's just do everything all at once. How about that? <laughs> Why not? Um, and one of my coworkers at one of the jobs says it was 25. And he goes, if you could do anything you wanted to do in the whole world, what would it be? You know, from a 25 bright and bushy-tailed eyes, that's a great question from a 50-year-old who goes, I've already done the thing I always wanted to do, and I haven't thought about what happens next. <laughs> um, so that kind of started and steamrolled and led me on this um, way to figure out what it is that I'm doing and why I'm doing it and finding what that next career kind of thing would be and choosing what it would be instead of somebody telling me, oh, you'd be good at this. Okay, I'll try that. Um, you know, so I really had covered myself up. And what I discovered over the years and through this process is that I didn't value myself. Um, and when I didn't value myself, I kind of, that translated into money. So I always felt like I didn't have enough money. You know, my kids would go, can we go there? No, I can't afford that. When can we go here? We can't pay for that right now. When in reality, we could. And so why was I saying we couldn't? And it was because I didn't feel like I deserved it. I didn't feel like I was valuable enough to, you know, be in certain places and do certain things. So um, when I started changing that part of myself, I started treating Actually, I started, I think, with treating money better. <laughs> and then that translated into, oh, you don't feel valuable yourself. You feel money scarcity because you feel scarcity of yourself. Um, so that's kind of where I've been coming from on the, the money side. And I, I, I surprised myself by being extremely interested in what I do with um, financial coaching and, you know, sort of getting to the root root causes of why you think you're broke and you might not really be broke. <laughs> you might be broken. <laughs> yeah. This is one of my favorite topics ever um, being through a lot of mindset work in general, but money mindset specifically. And I had um, a couple of places where I really directly learned that money mindset is a self-worth issue. Like you've been talking about. And I think for our listeners, viewers today, let that sink in for a minute and don't brush it off too fast because you might feel some resistance when you hear that and just be like, well, I'm fine. You know, I have plenty of self-worth, blah, blah, blah. Well, just pause, right? Take a breath and see where there might be a deeper place. And I know, Lisa, you, you know about this. This is part of how you coach what else do you want to say about that piece? Um, hmm. I, I like that you just said, you know, sit with it for a while because, you know, we all, we find ways to put defense systems up, you know, and sort of brushing something like that off is, is there's a wall. I don't have to think about that right now. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really sitting with something when it, feels uncomfortable, um, figure out what it is about it that brings that feeling to you. Um, 
yeah, scarcity in myself instead of scarcity with money. And, um, you know, I just started doing mindset work, meditation, um, thinking about abundance, being in, being in an abundant mindset. Um, and that really, really helped me move from the sense of scarcity, both with money and with myself, was just going, I have enough. I have enough. And now transforming that to, I am enough. And it's all energy. Um, thank you, Lisa. Love these topics, ladies. Oh my goodness. I want to say a quick thank you both to Camille and to all of you and all of our co-authors. Thank you so much for saying yes to the project, but then stepping up to get that in black and white in a book, right? Like your vulnerable, amazing stories, but also your master tools. You all are teachers and coaches and um, have master strategies. And the readers of this book are going to learn a lot in terms of having this beautiful little toolkit in their hands. It cannot wait for them to get into it. And speaking of everything is energy, Michelle, tell us about your amazing chapter and your sound healing. Yeah, we got to unmute for this. Watch yeah, out, okay. you guys. Here right. we go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren. I just love being part of this project. Um, I am a sound healer and my chapter is chapter 21 passion pays and put it on your business card, which I start my chapter with uh, when I played this bowl on my chest. I thought I died and went to heaven, which <laughs> is exactly how I felt. And I have studied energy healing since 1987. I started with Reiki and studied all kinds of healing. But what really um, just turned me on and reduced my stress, reduced um, my anxiety, it just, it's like instant bliss. As soon as I put this on my chest and I played it, it, it really, it, it felt like I was in heaven. Um, and because of doing that, I wanted to, teach anyone interested in in that feeling, I wanted to have them experience it. So um, when I do group uh, healing sessions, I place bowls on all the people and I play them. And there is something about hitting a bowl maybe three to five times that then it just allows you to relax on an extremely deep level. So in my chapter, I tell my story of how I got introduced to sound healing and that it transformed my life. Um, it can take away pain. It can take away um, all kinds of things. It can I have one person in two to three minutes went on a, a um, past life experience that she never had before just by listening to the bowls for two to three minutes. So what I found with my in writing my chapter as I was writing it, 
as soon as I learned sound healing, I carried this bowl every place I went. And I'd go up to anyone and I would play it. I'd walk down the street. I'd, I'd say, are you okay if I play my bowl? I went up to the mailman. I went up to anyone I saw and I played it and people would smile and they would love it. And it was, um, but I couldn't get any, I already had a successful massage business and energy healing business, but I couldn't get anyone that would just come for sound healing. So um, someone said, why don't you put it on the top of your business card? So that's what I did. And within a week, I started getting sound healing clients and it was like, Oh my goodness. And then one thing led to another. So this is what I do. I've been doing it for like eight to 10 years now. I teach people to play bowls. I certify them. It is a wonderful experience and you would be amazed at how it changes your life and brings such joy. I love how I was about to ask you about the tie-in to the business. I mean, this is the business book uh, after all. And I love the piece about the business card. And I'm just going to ask you um, for the for the gift. So listeners and even our co-authors that are here right now on the on the interview, I'd love for Michelle to hit that one more time. And I want you all before you do that, Michelle. I want you all to come into your body with a deep breath first and just out of your thinking mind for just a minute, embody yourself fully. And then as she plays this, just allow the gift of this vibration to wash you from the inside out and see what you feel. Go ahead, Michelle. Michelle, I love to watch how you stopped it, how you stopped it with your hands. I don't think I've seen that before. So I've experienced sound healing in so many different ways and the bowls are really freaking amazing. You guys, if you've never been in a session, either for your own solo self or, or in a group, you really need to try this modality. Um, vibration, everything is energy. Everything we've been talking about so far today has to do with your ability to shift your energy and the sound healing is a pretty profound modality that can help you shift in the moment i like to call it like flip your switch if you need to shift and vibe higher you know uh yeah grab a bowl <laughs> or even toning anything any last thing you want to say about that michelle um well i just if anyone wants to go to my website sonic sonicbowls.com in the resources section, I have two videos, um, one where it shows water and then has us um, that you see the vibration of the water in the bowl and then a meditation and then another one where you see me playing it on my chest. So if that's something you'd be interested in, please check it out. Awesome. Um, all right, Sarah, tell us about your amazing chapter. 
Yes, sure. Thank you for having us here. Um, my chapter is chapter number seven. It's called Know Your Money, Grow Your Business, Get Your Finances in Order So You Can Take Your Business to the Next Level. And so um, in the beginning section where I tell about my story, I talk about how growing up, um, I did not pay any attention to my money. And although I went to school for accounting, even in those early days, I knew everything about accounting for other people's money, but I still didn't pay attention to my own. And we're talking about energy and awareness. And it wasn't until I understood and, and shifted my focus to actually pay attention to what was going on with my money and put my energy there that my life completely changed. Um, and so in my chapter, in the second part of my chapter, I share the strategies that I teach to other solopreneurs about how to manage and pay attention to and be mindful with um, their money of their business and then ultimately their personal money as well. But we focus mainly on business um, so that they can use that information to then grow their business. Because what I found over my years of um, running my health coaching business and then switching into this business um, back into accounting was that most solopreneurs that I was coming in contact with didn't have um, the awareness around their money of their business and it prevented them from kind of taking it to the next level. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, how much, how many of us go into business for the freedom and the money except for we never focus on the money because we're too busy trying to get the business off the ground and we're barely right. looking at it. We're like spreadsheet. No, don't show me the spreadsheet. Like, I don't know about that. I'm not a CPA. I'm not an account. Right. I don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So exactly. um, I know the aha moment of this, right. Of understanding it. What else do you want to say about that to encourage people who don't like spreadsheets? <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say that you don't need to be an accountant. You don't need to be a numbers person. I know we're speaking to, um, you know, healers and coaches and everyone that's coming from a place of heart-centered work. And I found that um, many people in that area feel like they need to know more than they actually need to know to understand their money. And I just want to say that you just need to find the right teacher, the right information, whether it's a book or a podcast to understand the basics of what you need to look at, and then you're good to go. So it really doesn't need to be difficult. You don't need to look at complicated spreadsheets. It can be actually very simple and not be super time consuming as well, because as you mentioned, we're trying to get our businesses up and running. We're wearing all the hats. We're doing all the things, especially in the early days when we might not be able to outsource certain things. Um, you don't need to spend a lot of time on your finances with a little bit of consistent attention. It's transformational, really. You know how in the beginning of a business, it's always so difficult to make the first hire. Maybe it's a virtual assistant or whatever. And I know for my own personal experience, I waffled back and forth because as Lisa said earlier, oh, I can't afford that yet, right? But I know, Sarah, that you know, like you got to make the move sometimes before you think you need it or can afford it. And I'm if I went back and I would tell everybody this, I would have the hired the, the probably the CFO before I was ready to help take me where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And she would have done it if I would have just gotten over my fear 
and made that little leap. Um, is there anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I think it's, it's super important. And I want to stress too that you don't, in the beginning, especially, you don't need to necessarily outsource. So, and when you do outsource, it's really important that you still keep your awareness on what's going on with your money. Because I've also seen people get to the point where they hire a bookkeeper and they outsource their, their finances and then they don't look at it until the end of the year when they're preparing for their taxes. And you really need to, to be on point with that and know what's going on throughout the year so you can make investments, like you said, and know where your money's coming in and which areas of your business you should focus on that are bringing you in the most revenue. So um, the first step is to get the information that you need before you're ready to outsource. So investing in a, you know, a finance coach or books or, or courses, things like that to get you to where you need to go is a super smart investment when you're first starting out and you feel like you might not be ready for that investment. So yeah, super yeah. awesome advice all around. Yeah, definitely. You're not hiring the professionals to um, replace your awareness of your own situation. I'm just repeating what Sarah said a minute ago. Right. So that's that's important. Um, OK, so stay tuned. We're going to hear more from Sarah and everybody here in a minute. I've got this next question for all of you. So Camille is the founder of the Soul Professional Movement. And this book is about being soul aligned in our businesses, our lives, right? Our businesses are part of our lives. So Lisa, I'm going to start with you for this one. I would love to know what does having a soul aligned business even mean to you? Uh, the ultimate in happiness. Um, I think like I've said earlier, I've done work that people suggested that I would be good at. And I was good at it. I've had lots of different types of jobs that I was very good at, but eventually got to where I dreaded walking up the stairs and opening the door and going to the office, you know, for whatever that myriad of reasons that was. But, you know, finding that work that excites you, you know, you'll get up and you'll do it, whether you're going to get paid for it or not. And what we're trying to do here is show that you can get paid for doing the work that you love to do just by believing it, believing in yourself, believing that what you're doing is what you're here to be doing and that you're the, you are bringing value to someone else as well as valuing yourself, you know, honoring that what's inside of you that you just can't, can't hold in anymore. And have to share with everybody like Michelle with the bulls. It's like walking around strangers here, listen, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like she couldn't help it. Um, so that's what I think being sole professional is. Fantastic, Lisa. Thank you. Okay. So Michelle, you happen to be next. That was perfect. Um, yeah. What do you want to add to that? Well, I think that what I have felt when I, um, accidentally got introduced to sound healing um, that it's what I was meant to do in my life. It feels that um, it's almost like a pure kind of thing that I've been led in my life to this really wonderful experience. I feel so lucky <laughs> that 
this is what I was meant to do with my life and to share with others and to teach others. And I often will start with a prayer when I play, which is I open my heart and my soul to all of the blessings. And I get to play from my heart and my soul every day and with all the bowls. And it, um, it's transformed my life and from reactions I've had from people I've been involved with, it's transformed their lives. Yeah. I feel Beautiful. so happy and I get to do it. <laughs> yep. I wrote that. And I think this would be good for all of the um, viewers today. Uh, Michelle said, it felt like what I was meant to do with my life in my life. Like what? So now just asking everyone who's watching, what does that feel like to you? And are you not quite feeling it yet? And if you're not quite there yet, like you're not really sure you're, you've had that feeling yet, then maybe there's something else, you know, what else is possible here? I love to ask that question. Um, Sarah, what do you want to add to this? What does being soul aligned in your business mean to you? Yeah, I think it's similar to what um, Shell and Lisa said so far that you really feel that the work you're doing is your calling and your purpose. And that enables you to do all the hard things that you might need to do, right? But at the same time, it still feels the work itself, maybe not all the extra things, but the work itself feels easy. So as an example, you know, I mentioned before, I, I started off in accounting, but then I went back to school and became a health coach and ran that business for 10 years before switching back into this. And I loved what I did, but I always felt like there was something missing. And when I switched back into um, the finance side of things and started finance coaching other solopreneurs in those spaces, it was like something clicked. Like now I see how that journey led me to this because this is what I'm meant to do. And the feeling is just, um, it's different. It's like the feeling of being in alignment that you're in the right place, that you're moving toward the right thing, that you're doing what you're meant to be doing. So, yeah. yeah, I love all the ways you, you all are talking about it. And so important. That's what these books are about is having all of your unique voices talking about these subjects, because, you know, somebody has to hear it in only the way you can say it. Right. And, and, and it's hard to go last Kiki on these questions, but what do you want to add to this? What does it mean to you to be soul aligned in your business? Um, obviously exactly what everyone has said, um, for me in my eyes, um, definitely that, um, a huge passion, that uncontrollable passion that you just, um, it glows and radiates all through your body. Um, I've also had jobs that I had to do part selling. And if I didn't believe in the product, people could just see that. If I didn't believe in the price tag, people, um, could read that as without me even saying it. And then I wouldn't close that sale. And then I'd have this conversation with my manager and it'd lead to, um, to just more frustration, anger, anxiety, going to jobs that you felt like you weren't um, a part of, or didn't like, you thought it was the thing that you were meant to do. And then you learn later on in your life, like, oh, wait, this is not. And I think all of us have some sort of journey because I went through that with the fitness space, thought I wanted to do that, my health and wellness being in as a personal trainer, strength coach. And then I learned 
I love working out, but I hate doing it for other, like for coaching it with other people. And now it's, I'm resenting it in my life. And then knowing that's like, we all love to give back in some sort of way. And so for me to see someone tell me, like, I feel um, like I have more energy. I, I'm able to put those pants on again. I thought I thought I could never have. I've even been had told people told me like, thank you for saving my life because you make me so much healthier now. Like that lights me up. And I was like, okay, now I know that this is definitely for me. If it's like having me light up every time that I work with these people. Yeah. Having that alignment mirrored back to you in their words and their, you know, their thanks. It's awesome. I think that's, that's amazing. All of you. Thank you so much for the way that you talked about that. Um, okay. So something you have all been touching on is the awareness and essentially we're all sharing our process of awareness on our journey and the stories that you guys told but also helping the readers with these strategies. And they're all essentially different forms of the awareness. Michelle, I wanna start this next question with you. You know, an, an important part of having my own soul aligned business is that awareness practice. I incorporate every single day and there are probably a hundred different ways I practice, right? Um, when I'm connected to that moment, and to the intuition, the higher source, anything is possible. Literally, that's how it feels like in my chest. Anything is possible. It's exciting. So everyone's practice is a little different. There are so many ways to connect. And of course, I know that sound would be your number one priority in terms of your toolkit. But what's, what's one of the other ways maybe that you pr practice connecting? Hmm, that's a very interesting question because I um, I was thinking, you know, in the past when I would try to meditate, you know, where I would try to have a practice, I would always sit and I would think, oh, this is a big waste of my time. I have all these things I've got to do and why am I sitting here? And, you know, and of course my mind is going. So what I found is as soon as I, you know, started playing bowls and I would just place a bowl on my chest within one to two minutes, I would be able to go into a very deep place. So I would say that's probably, you know, like the number one, because even when I am playing at any time, I go into a very deep meditation at the same time as I'm playing for others. And and I actually can feel how deep people are in the room at the time. And I can sense things in terms of that. I think the other way that I become aware is if I'm not with my bowls, um, that I will, if something happens and I get a little jarred, I'll think, okay, what are you feeling? Relax a little bit how can you process this and um you know sit with it and work in that way just um in order to remain sane i guess you would say in life which um 
is becoming more and more difficult <laughs> with all the challenges we've had over the last few years. Um, so I guess that's that's what I would say. Yeah, I get I get that, and I love that. It's a pause and a self inquiry, right? It's just like, hey, what am I feeling right now? Just pause, instead, because when you can respond. So the the quote I love is, "With awareness, we get a choice." So rather than reacting, we get to pause and respond and choose the response, right? So that's why that that simple thing that you mentioned just now is so powerful. Um, Sarah, tell us about one of your ways of connecting. Yes, I like to sit um, and get quiet and write. So, you know, jot down either the things that are coming up for me um, or, if I'm thinking about where I want to be, you know, a goal I want to get to or something like that, writing out what I imagine the outcome to be like of what the goal is. Um, and I find that putting pen to paper helps me to connect to it more. So, uh -huh. you know, I'm I, a fan of that one, right? <laughs> so like to, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In fact, like Michelle's sound is her meditation. Journaling is mine. I channel with my writing. I meditate with my writing. So, and at one point I sat, I remembered, and I had learned a lot about meditation, tried all the different things. And I was telling a friend, you know, I am not like the normal person. I'm not sitting on a pillow with my legs crossed and I am with pen on paper. And that's the place that I get into the connection, you know? And so I guess everybody has a unique way. And which is another reason why I love that you're all sharing these ideas because somebody's going to be like, oh, well, I haven't tried that, you know, to quote meditate, I hate using the M word sometimes because people get afraid of what that means. Right. Um, so I love that you brought up writing as, as a, a, um, one way to do it. Um, okay, Kiki, how about you? What's, uh, what's one of the ways that you connect to that place? Um, for me, actually, it used to be writing. Um, I used to do that all the time. I just kind of got busy and stepped away from it. Um, I've actually taken um, at least five minutes at the end of my day um, to give gratitude, um, is usually I'll sit on my bed and kind of reflect on the day. It all started with a health challenge that I put together. I made everybody at the end of the day reflect and I've kind of kept that with me since, um, just as you know, we can do all the things in the day. And then we feel like we never got anything done in our business, personal life, whatever it is, we had that to-do list. So kind of ending my day that way, um, being proud of the things that I accomplished, also giving thanks, you know, for being on this earth and that not every day is guaranteed. So hoping for a bright tomorrow um, really sets the evening um, to where I can go to bed more peacefully, have good quality sleep and then do it all over again the next day. Yeah, fantastic. I, I would imagine most all of us have a gratitude practice in one way or another. It's so um, great to think about I think about it waking and going to sleep so that you set your day and you set your sleep <laughs> in the higher vibes, right? I love that. I love it. I love it. Gratitude, appreciation, some of the highest vibration energy we can bring into our world. So why not do that every day, right? Um, Lisa, what do you want to add 
What's one, maybe one other way that you have used to connect? I um, walk <laughs> and it's really interesting. And I've only recently thought about it. I was anorexic in college and I was exercise addicted. And whereas I used to use exercise to disappear, now I use it to find me. So walking for me, like I wrote the entire first part of the book on a walk <laughs> one day. Um, so if I, if I really need to contemplate something or sort of reconnect with me, I mean, I dance, I go to ballet class, I do yoga, I do Pilates, but where I've found the place to reconnect is in walking. Yes, I'm also a fan of that one. I have learned to bring something to write on when I'm walking, because as soon as you connect, <laughs> all of the messages start to come through, right? Like, like you said, whole books, whole chapters, whole everything. I downloads, ideas. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't bring my phone with me this time, right? I'm running back home to get the idea down. Yeah, exercise in all forms. I, I am also one of those um, gals who when I'm in my body, that helps me with that connection. I think that's really great for everyone to hear. And it doesn't have to be like intense exercise. It could be just a great walk in the woods. I'll combine that answer with nature, get into the nature with your walk. Right. Um, and if you want to take your shoes off and add a little earthing to that, that will be even better as <laughs> we can combine all our ideas right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Take your journal home while you're walking. There's Michelle's, right? We can get everything in there. Um, all right, you guys, I want to close out today. We're going to have to do the speed dating version of this answer. So I am now challenging you to answer this next question in a sentence or so. Okay. Watch out. Sarah gets to be the first one. So for me, community has been the difference between success and failure in my business. I want to hear about what community has meant to you in a short version. <laughs> it's been the same for me. Without community, I would not have continued long enough on my entrepreneurial journey to make it an actual uh, career and livelihood. So yes, community is key to longevity. Awesome. Business. All right, Kiki, what's your version? Um, community means to me, love and acceptance, um, being in a place where you feel like you can lean on whoever, um, but also grow and expand. So I have different types of communities that I've been part of, and each one brings a special thing to my life, um, as well as places of support and outreach. I love that too. Thank you. Lisa, how about you? What's your version? Community is about relationships. Um, and in fact, one of my, the things in the book I talk about is relationships, you know, your relationship with yourself. How does that reflect in your relationship with your, the work that you do, your relationships with your partners or your friends or, you know, you, everyone around you? It's, it's the relationship. Yes, no doubt. All right, Michelle, you're going to close out this party today. What is community meant for you? Um, I feel I have formed a community around myself of all people who love me and who I love. And I have fe felt supported and 
it's almost like there I don't I no longer have negative people affecting me because I have surrounded myself and I have drawn people who I love and love me and this group of people is part of that <laughs> and all the people I have met through this um, are part of this wonderful community and I'm honored to be part of this. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Oh my goodness. Um, amazing, powerful, wise expert authors in front of me. You're badass. Thank you so much for what you do in the world and for being here today to share it with everyone. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank so you, all of you. I'll mention um, that Camille's community is the Natural Life Business Partnership, and I've got her website hooked up down below, and you can find out more about that community. You can find out about the Brave Healer community down there as well. These women here today are all hooked up down in the show notes with their websites. So if something that one of them said today is just making you buzz a little bit, giving you the goosebumps, you're resonating, please go explore, click on their website, see all of the awesomeness that they are up to because there's a lot, right? Um, they're very generously here to share with you and support you and answer questions and all of that good stuff. And also remember to join us because we're going to have a live stream book launch party on July 6th at 12 noon Eastern. That's going to be on the Brave Healer Productions Facebook page. I'm going to have all of the ultimate guide to creating your soul aligned business authors with me. And you can find that link down below. If you happen to be listening to this after that date, well, that means the book is ready and you can grab your copy on Amazon. So hop over there. And lastly, today, remember, everybody, your words change the world when you're brave enough to share them. So it's time to be brave. See you next time, everyone. Thank you, ladies.